Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hey, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Season 8, episode 180. I'm Sanjay Parikh. And I'm Adam Walker. And man, we're excited to be here as we are every week. And we got a lot of stories. I mean, we got a just, lot of stories. I, I think people to are starting about. to do stuff now that they're getting vaccinated. They're starting yeah. to go out and do crazy things. Yeah. So, so not only do we have tech related stories like always, but we got, I think, five weird and wacky stories that are fascinating. And of course, tech wrecks at the end because you got to get your tech wrecks. It's going to be great. So let's dive in. Discord's new Clubhouse-like feature, Stage Channels, is now available, and I have never used it. So, Sanjay, have you? <laughs> so, so, yeah, I haven't used it yet either, um, but I've got a Discord uh, server for Atlanta startups. Uh, by the way, if you yep. are into Atlanta startups, go find the Discord server for Atlanta startups because there's a bunch of us there. Uh, yep. It's not that active, but apparently uh, you need to change it over to be a community server, which that oh. one was not, so I did that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I still couldn't figure out how to do this thing, but uh, I feel like I feel it, like it's a lot closer than Clubhouse because Clubhouse doesn't support Android, and at yeah. least this I can kind of do. Yeah, I, I I what's interesting to me is like so. I think this is like they're like one of the larger companies to have done this now, which is great. But there just aren't that many people that use Discord, so to me, it still feels like a little like okay, nobody that I know is I I don't know anybody that's going to use this. I think this is going to yeah. be big when it's all fully built into Twitter, when Facebook eventually goes yep. the, the audio route, it'll be big. But right now, I, yeah, I'm just not seeing it. I I think Discord is is probably on the cusp of becoming huge, right? Like yeah. we talked about yeah. the news previously about them possibly getting acquired um, yep. or now possibly going public. I've heard more and more people talk about it. And interestingly, I was on the uh, Emory webpage uh, looking at their, they've got this facility called the Hatchery, which is yep. to support startups and they've got a discord server. So I clicked on over and I was like, Oh, this is interesting. And they're actually using it. They're, uh, it looks like they're doing like presentations over discord and people nice. are doing voice channels and all this stuff. Okay. So I, I think um, Discord might be coming into its own. So this is maybe a good move on their their part. And they've had voice channels for a long time, just not the same kind of structure like Clubhouse does. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't think I it was a big move that. for them to, to make that happen. Uh, next up, what is a big move is uh, what Biden's infrastructure plan could mean for tech. And uh, first of all, this is a, a multi-trillion dollar plan on infrastructure, mm -hmm. but the tech pieces are fascinating. So they've um, proposed $100 billion for broadband expansion, yep. $174 billion for electric vehicles, $180 billion for technology R&D, and $100 billion to monitor supply chains. Now, embedded in some of those, I think in the R&D and the supply chain stuff, is expanding our capability of fabricating chips, which we've been talking mm -hmm. about for weeks and weeks, yep. um, which which is a ongoing problem and issue. Uh, but the broadband expansion is actually fascinating too. And there's been a little bit of pushback since this article came out that, you know, they are going to prioritize this money being spent with government entities and nonprofits. And of hmm. course the for-profit companies are now like, Whoa, wait a minute. What's going on here? Like we spent all this money and the rest of us are like, well, you haven't spent that much because people in rural America still don't have mm. fast internet. Um, right. Right. And interestingly, AT&T just recently said like, Oh, I, we think that 10 megabits upload is good enough. Like that's totally fine for broadband, mm. not the symmetrical stuff that they're pushing in this proposal. So, 
Um, Man. It's going to be interesting. You know, their goal is to yeah. have 100% connectivity throughout the U.S. as a part of this initiative. I think that would be wonderful for yep. all of the country, and I think it'd be a great thing. Um, and so hopefully it all happens. What, what do you think? What, what are you excited for in, in all of this? Well, I mean, I see the 180 billion investment in technology R and D and really all I think about is where's my hoverboard? Like not the rolly wheel, ridiculous hoverboard. <laughs> where's my, not the ones that catch on fire in the air hoverboard. That's all I want to know. That's, I just want to be Marty McFly. That's all I'm trying to say. So yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, well, I guess we'll see what happens. So. You know, interesting side note. The other day, uh, this was not the other day. It was months ago. Uh, we were out for a walk and I, I ran into somebody and I, I met them as a neighbor kind of far away. But uh, her name is Marty Fly. And I was like, oh, like Marty. McFly. She was like, yeah, I, I get oh, that. Oh, man, that's lot. so amazing. So Marty I Fly. was like, I, I'm never going to forget your name because it's Marty yeah. Fly. And, Marty wow. Fly, so. and I'm sure you're like the millionth person that's that's made that association so oh was, uh yeah, yeah. but yeah. i mean <laughs> at least her name is she nobody ever forgets her name right so nobody forgets her name there you go all right well next article it's game over for arizona's controversial app store bill and so essentially this was a bill that was going to allow somehow circumvent the payment requirement inside of the app stores of Google and Apple. I'm yep. not exactly sure how they were planning to do this. And it was coming to a vote and it just sort of evaporated. Disappeared. In the air. Just didn't make it onto the schedule just in gone. the Senate of the, of Arizona. It passed mm -hmm. the house disappeared yeah. from the Senate. Yeah. So I, dead. I'm really curious as to the backstory there. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm, oh, it's I'm easy to find the backstory. You just find out who got uh, donations uh, from PACs into just their figure out coffers. Who's got a new sports car? And then you know, <laughs> then you know where it went. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something might be going out, uh, going away as well uh, over on the Google Play Store, though. Um, they are going to be limiting an Android 11 and beyond apps. Uh, and preventing them from seeing all the other apps that are installed on your device starting this May. More uh, privacy. This is a good move, right? Yep. Uh, first mm -hmm. of all, it should have been done from the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Google is now starting to realize, like, wait a minute, consumers actually do like privacy. Mm -hmm. um, and they're kind of doing all of these things to show that they're pro-privacy, even though they're doing a lot of other things that are not pro-privacy. But at least this one's a good one, right? Like, uh, yep. you know... It, you think about um, the apps that you've got installed on your phone. You think you might think like, "Oh, that's no big deal," but really, the the selection of apps that you have more than likely almost uniquely identify your phone versus any other phone because mm. you've got a selection of apps that nobody else probably has that same selection of apps on their phone, and so that could uniquely identify you um, to an app. So, oh, that's fascinating. I never thought of it that way. It's, I mean, you can almost think of it as a fingerprint. That's a yeah. really yeah. great point. Well, y years and years ago, this was an issue in browsers as well, where browsers right. were giving up the extensions that were installed in the browser, and that was shown to be able to almost uniquely identify a browser. Uh, and so both, uh, you know, both of the major browsers, Chrome and Firefox, um, and then back in those days, Internet Explorer also then blocked off right. uh, access to be able to fingerprint like that. But yeah, I mean, anything like that where it's the user can control yeah. that kind of stuff and install things like you can uniquely identify things. All right. So speaking of sharing data, I, I tagged this story just for you. Uh, Android sends 20 times more data to Google than iOS devices send to Apple, according to a recent study. So just a couple of a couple factoids from this article. Each device, so both Apple and Google devices, 
connect to backend servers on average of every 4.5 minutes. So whether you are using your phone or not, that phone is connecting to a server every four and a half minutes, which I find a little fascinating and I'm not super thrilled about. The other thing is Android collectively gathers about 1.3 terabytes of data every 12 hours. And during the same period, iOS collects about 5.8 gigabytes of data. So, okay, so I got to call BS a little bit on this okay. because if an Android is, are they saying one Android phone collects 1.3 terabytes worth of data? Yeah, and that then shares me, it? I read that number and I was like, that doesn't feel accurate based on the other numbers in this article. It felt because a little weird to me. What you're saying then to me is like in uh, an hour and a half, I'm going to blow through my um, wireless carriers uh, bandwidth allocation and yeah. I'm going to have slow data for the rest of the month. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense that, to me at all. That doesn't happen. I um, can't imagine that being true. But what this does do is for me is to, to give a plug to a former uh, tech recommendation that I had, uh, Next DNS. Uh, mm -hmm. Take mm -hmm. a look at that. You can enable blocking based on types of devices that you have in your network. So if you get DNS set to that, it will then not resolve some of these things. And so it would prevent your phone from sending up data, right? So mm -hmm. I've got it turned on for our network for, you know, we've got the Xbox now. So Xbox is turned on. The yep. Roku is turned on. Like we don't see ads on Roku anymore. You know, that big square that you have on the right side. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. always empty for us. We don't see ads. Um, so, and they're also not getting any data from us either uh, about what we're watching and all those kinds of things. So next DNS, check that out. If you're worried about uh, people collecting stuff that you don't know about, which you should be worried about. As you might've heard, Sanjay and I have a new project called Together Letters. So this episode is brought to you by Together Letters. The idea is simple. Everyone has email. No one wants to log in to another thing, but everyone wants to stay connected. Together Letters uses email to create a collaborative newsletter, keeping groups better connected. Sign up today at togetherletters.com. All right, for our next article, Visa moves to allow payment settlements using cryptocurrency. I mean, I think we all saw this coming, right? I think everybody's going the crypto route at this point. But uh, Sanjay, walk me through this one. Yeah. Uh, this one is interesting. So they partnered up with, I think it's crypto.com. Mm -hmm. Um, and what they're doing is that you can settle your visa bill using the stable coin USDC. So it's mm -hmm. a, uh, $1 per crypto coin stable value. So it does not fluctuate, mm -hmm. uh, like we've seen with Bitcoin and all these. But what's interesting is because they're doing it this with this partnership, they're basically batching all of the payments so that there are no settlement fees or very little settlement fees so that you're not paying for these transactions on top of it. So mm. there you go. I mean, it's it's actually makes a lot of sense um, in terms of, of Visa. And that, that was makes total. a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I should have said it makes a lot of dollars, but um, it's going to make a lot of dollars for somebody. That was an unintentional pun. Um, uh, my kids would be surprised to hear that that was an unintentional pun, but I, just, uh, I couldn't help myself, man. It's there you good. go. So it, it, it's interesting. So I, I, I think this whole crypto thing is, is really taking off. By the way, I saw an interesting thing earlier today that apparently Paris Hilton is talking about how Bitcoin, uh, she believes Bitcoin is going to be huge. Uh, wow. It's like, Okay. Huh. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's interesting. And, and you know, it's funny because there's been a whole blowout on Twitter about this uh, because uh, a lot of people think that she's, she's dumb, but it's kind of come out. I don't know if you saw this, but 
she was playing dumb for all of those things like 10, 20 years ago. Like Walmart saying that, what do they do? They sell walls there. Like she was like, I know what they sell at Walmart. She that was a whole act wow. to basically make money and and set herself up. Which and is it works. Brilliant. Really, really well. It worked. Totally brilliant. That's so now, some good branding right there. Now that she know, you know, believes in Bitcoin. I don't know. Maybe Bitcoin is uh, the way to go. Maybe it's here to stay. Maybe it's here yeah. to stay. Well, speaking of uh, something else here to stay, uh, Netflix lays out plans to slash its greenhouse gas emissions, and uh, specifically, I wanted to call attention. They said that by the end of 2022, they want to reach a net zero. Greenhouse gas emissions. So we talked, I think, what was it, last week or the last week before? Last time or the time before, yeah. Yeah, that, that watching one hour of Netflix is about the equivalent of driving a quarter mile in yep. a gas-powered car from an emission standpoint. So they're going to take steps to to get to a net zero emissions, which I think is, yeah. I mean, this is great. This is what all of these tech companies are doing. It's important work. I'm, I'm happy to see them doing this. Yeah, so by the end of 2022, then watching that hour of Netflix will be, uh, I, I think it'll still be some kind of emissions, right? Because yeah. Netflix can only control on their side. They can't control the whole transport, sure. I imagine, unless they're going to try to account for that as well. But Maybe, the transport between them and you. But um, hey, it's, it's it's a great first step. There's a few things that I, I'm concerned about in how they say they're going to do this. They're mm -hmm. going to buy credits uh, to offset the, the gas. And there's been some... Uh, issues around the whole offsets and it, right. is that actually accurate and does it right. actually accomplish anything? But um, I, I am uh, happy that they're actually making some kind of effort here instead yeah. of just going like, nah, we're good. You know, I mean, we're just going to keep polluting. We're fine. This is a win because of the many reasons that you might feel guilty for watching Netflix for a period of time. Now you have <laughs> one less reason to feel guilty. So now you can just feel guilty for, you know, neglecting house stuff or you know, <laughs> ignoring other people around you. So, so, so you now they need to get the rid of that thing that says, are you still watching? And right. And just let me just keep watching all the I'm way just here. I'm here. D don't judge me for watching episodes after episodes. Um, somebody else that's uh, getting judged, uh, I guess, favorably the army moves for Microsoft HoloLens based headsets from prototyping, prototyping to production phase. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the, I, I forgot what the contract value was, but it was a big dollar was amount, big. like yeah. 20, 22 million yeah. or 22 billion. So, 22 I don't million. remember, but here's my question. Did you, did you see the photo that was associated with this article? Yeah, yeah I did. So here's my question. That looks like a big honking, heavy, sort of like annoying thing to wear. So I can't imagine like a, a, a soldier in any kind of battle wearing this. Maybe, maybe there's somebody else wearing this like somewhere else, but I, it just, I was like, yes, getting to this, like this kind of uh, hollow lens technology headset for soldiers makes sense, but not when it feels like you're putting on this giant monstrosity, right? Yeah. I, you know, I'm sure what this is, is um, that's probably just the first model, right? Okay. That, okay. Because of this, they're, they're probably going to iterate and make it better and better, right? Like everything else, yeah. technology gets better over time. Um, I would imagine, you know, this is like what we've seen in the movies, right? Sci-fi movies where they can see things and they know where mm -hmm. things are on the battlefield. It's got a heads up. Better and yeah, right. Like yeah. so, I I think it makes uh, it makes a lot of sense, um, and, and it's interesting, right? Like yeah. maybe they finally yeah. found the application for this technology because 
us normal humans don't want to be walking around with a big clunky thing on our face. No, just but no when stuff. Apple when Apple eventually comes out with some augmented reality glasses, you better believe they're going to be slick, and it's coming out real yeah. soon. That's all I'm saying. I I I think what's really going to take off is when you can get them in like a contact lens, right? Oh man, like, it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. You can't have it on your face, but you have it on your eyes, and nobody can see what mm-hmm. it is that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, Talking about something that you might not want to see because it's so shiny, uh, Virgin Galactic rolls out the latest generation of their spaceship. And if you look at this thing, man, this thing is, woo, it's polished. It looks like it's out of a movie. I was like, this is kind of amazing. Like, like this, like thank you for finally looking at sci-fi shows and going, <laughs> we can create that. You know, like, thank you. That's all I'm trying to say. This thing is like blinding. I, I just... <laughs> The sun glints off it the wrong way and you're not going to be able to see the thing. It's just <laughs> shocking how shiny it is. But apparently it's it's actually useful for uh, the performance as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I read in the article and did not understand and did not question. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go like... Why is it better? Uh, what I want to know is like that? when it re-enters the atmosphere and there's all that fire and all that stuff, like how long is it going to take to get that surface shiny again? And who does that work? That's really all I was thinking about the whole time. You don't think the fire like burns off all the imperfections and, and makes it smooth again? I don't know. Maybe it does, but I, I feel like that it's going to be black it? spots. Like, I think it's going to be like charred looking when it comes through there, but I, maybe Why would not. Metal be, I, don't, I don't think metal would be charred after. Well, listen, I mean, it is really hot. I I haven't taken a chemistry class in a very long time, so I can well, be completely off on that. You know what they should do is they should have something. They should. This is what they need to come up with. Okay. They need yeah. to come up with the metal that yep. gets liquidy uh, when it gets really hot like that. And then it, it, it reforms and then it's shiny mirrory. Uh, when it cools down again. So, you know, scientists you that are make listening. make up two words, liquidy yeah, I, and mirrory? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So any scientists that are listening to this, like, just go and invent that. Uh, a metal that gets liquidy when it gets hot and then shiny when it's, uh, when no, it's no, cool no, again. No, no, not shiny, mirrory. Let's just be Mi- clear Oh, mirrory. Sorry, I forgot my own word. Mirrory, <laughs> shiny and mirrory. Is that what we're calling this episode? Shiny and mirrory? Uh, maybe. That, that could, the, other, the other potential title I've got right now is This Spaceship is Blinding. That's the other potential. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm blinded by the spaceship. <clears throat> blinded by the light. All right. So last article, and I know you're really going to love this, and I tagged this just for you. Scientists <laughs> collected human DNA from the air in no. a breakthrough. No. 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 Uh, so also, you- no. How do you feel about this? No is how I feel about this. Cause you know, what's going to happen. They're going to start employing this in all the places. And then basically they've got a DNA tracking mechanism for all of us everywhere. Yeah. This is like the movie enemy of the state, except not with satellites, but with like DNA sniffers it's on the ground. It's getting a little scary there. I, I would totally agree with you. It, it that like this, I, I'm all for technology and, and I think, I think DNA, you know, abilities are very important, especially in, in crime, but like, this feels scary to me. Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. Bit. It's, you, you know yeah. what? I think I probably need to change my tech rec this week to being like a self-contained bio suit <laughs> where like none of your DNA escapes. 
uh, and it probably gets really smelly over time. So what you're really you're saying is, of it. so now when you commit crimes, wearing gloves alone is not a good plan. You really have to have a full bio suit is really what you're full on bio suit, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's yeah. not going to make you stand out. Like as you're committing a crime, not even at all. a little, not even a yeah. little. Yeah. As you're running, but I, I don't, don't, don't want to commit crimes. Suit. I just don't want them tracking me. So that means I'm going to, so I, hopefully we have, uh, some kind of event happened where, you know, like masks now are access acceptable and I hope they're acceptable yeah. after the pandemic yeah. to wear outside. Right. We need some kind of event where it's now acceptable to wear full on body suits and then yeah. wear them all the time. So, so before we move to weird Mikey, I just want to say that I really appreciate the fact that you felt the need to state that you don't want to commit any crimes. Like, I, <laughs> thank you for letting us all know that. I, I, I would have given you the benefit of the doubt, but I mean, it's great that you let me know. So I just, I, I want to make sure it's clear on the record uh, because if something happens after this episode comes out, I can point to this episode and say like, look, no, look, I said, I, I wasn't going to do anything bad. Obviously I, I did. It was not you know? trying to commit any crimes. <laughs> there was no preconceived notion of committing any crimes. Any crime was purely incidental and accidental to what I was trying to accomplish. Time for the weird and wacky segment. Abominable snowman. Oh, not an axe <laughs> One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. First up for uh, Weird and Wacky, this is actually kind of uh, maybe not that wacky, but it's actually kind of useful. Uh, Staples and Office Depot want to help you prove your COVID-19 vaccination by giving you free lamination of your cards. We talked about this, I think, last time or the time before. Mm -hmm. Uh, So people are now wanting to laminate their cards. I will warn you about one thing, though. Just today I read about this, that maybe, just maybe you should not laminate your card because in the future, if we think that we now might now need to have booster shots, there won't be any way to put it on your card if it's laminated. Oh, so, man. I don't know what to do about that. But, you know, if you want to just be like, whatever, throw caution to the wind and get your card laminated and you don't have a laminator at home. By the way, we have a laminator at home. That does not surprise me in any way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go run out to Staples. Well, don't run because you might trip, but walk no. out to Staples or Office Depot and they will laminate your uh, vaccination card for free. I love this because then you can take your laminated vaccination card over to Krispy Kreme and get your free donut every day for the rest of the year, like we talked about yep. last week. So yep. I'm a big and fan. I'm going to be doing this. It's going to be great. And then you don't have to worry about getting like Krispy Kreme donut sugar all over your vaccination card. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, next article, VW confirms it will rebrand its U.S. uh, or its U.S. unit as Volkswagen. That's with a T as opposed to with a K. And then, of course, you know, we tagged this. This was a big news story. It was a big deal. They got I think you said they got a stock bump out of it. And turns out it was a one day early April Fool's joke, which, okay, first of all, listen, any companies listening, any company listening. April Fool's jokes like this are very tenuous and often don't go well. And when you're a company that does it the day before April Fool's, that's also really not well accepted. And when you then confirm that it's actually true when you know it's not, also a bad idea. And when you happen to be a company (laughs) that has recently been caught lying to people about your your environmental whatever green things. Yeah. Yeah. That you know, when when you've already been recently caught lying to people, you shouldn't do it again as a joke. Like just public service announcement there. And just- and apparently, like a lot of the reporters that reported on this thinking it was serious because they asked, like, is this legit? And they said, Yes, this is legit. 
all those reporters are now not happy. Mm-mm. And of any of the people that you don't want to have not be happy with you, it would be reporters mm-hmm. because, you know, they kind of control the news and they, they write the stories narrative. about you. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, usually, look, they're trying to tell the honest story. Yeah. But you tick them off like this, like they're going to be looking for the bad stuff even it's not more. Good. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. not a good call. I would actually ask like all companies, like, let's just stop this April Fool's thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know when this started. This started like 10, 15 years ago with yeah. the advent of the internet and it's gotten out of control. Uh, there was one newsletter I tweeted about this one newsletter. I got that early this week. They said, we're not doing any April Fool's jokes. So anything that you read in our newsletter, it is legit. Okay, we're just gonna say that. I appreciated that so much. I was like, yeah, I am right. not gonna unsubscribe from you just that's because right. of that. Uh, something that you definitely don't want to unsubscribe to, and maybe even subscribe to, is a drone pilot melts his drone to get stunning volcano video. So this is in uh, Iceland, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And he had this drone sitting above the place where the, the, all the magma and everything's coming out. The video is stunning. It really is. Mm-hmm. But apparently he left it there too long and the heat got a little too hot and he melted parts of his drone. But man, the video, I think, worth was it. worth it. Listen, we're talking about it on our super famous podcast because he did it. So obviously it was worth it. That's all I'm trying it to say. Worth it. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's pretty cool. Next article. And these last two are not tech related, but we just had to talk about it. Like it just it just felt right. So uh, this next one, Goodwill employee finds $42,000 hidden in donated sweaters and returns the money to the owners. So they, they got the sweaters. They thought they were like books wrapped up in the sweaters because there were, there were chunks of cash wrapped up in the sweaters in envelopes. And in the envelope was, uh, was some kind of ledger saying who it belonged to. And they returned the money, which is like amazing and a really nice story. So we thought we yeah. thought we'd share it with you. They said that a lot of times when this kind of thing happens, that they have no way of returning the money because they don't know who it belongs to. That's right. But yeah. in this case, uh, they they uh, were able to do that. And the person that found it, uh, she also got a reward uh, of $1,000 uh, for oh, returning that money. That's so really great. That was good. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, you might have heard about this elsewhere because this story is so nuts. But in case you didn't, we wanted to share it. A man found 15,000 bees in his car after going grocery shopping. Now, I thought for sure when I saw this, like th- that car had to have been there for hours and hours and whatever. Yeah. He was gone for 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Left his windows down, gone for 10 minutes, 10,000 bees in the car. And okay, so th- what's so crazy is, and he didn't notice until he was driving down the road. How do you How not, do you not notice, notice that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Also, why are you leaving your windows rolled down? Like you don't do that because things get in the car like this. Like that's true. That's true. I mean, what if it was like a snake? I mean, he's in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. What if it was a snake? What if a snake got in there? That'd be bad that, news. That That'd would be bad. Be bad. Oh, so, so, so this this story does have a happy ending, by the way, because they called the they called the fire department. There's a firefighter. They didn't know what to do. Yeah, there's a firefighter at the fire department that has has done a lot of beekeeping in his time. And he was able to migrate all the bees out safely and actually put them on his property. So now the bees yeah. have a nice new home and they were not harmed in the process. So, and, um, and he said probably what was going on here was a hive got too big. And so when hives get too big, they split. Yep. Uh, and so this was probably the ones that were leaving with a, another uh, 
Queen Bee. Yep. And they were just finding a temporary place to hang out until they found their new home. And it was this guy's car. All right, Sanjay, it is Tech Rec time. What Tech Rec do you have for us today? So uh, I think uh, listeners probably noticed last time or the time before I mentioned my website is now SSL encrypted. And I'm just you so impressed. Go, I'm so you're impressed. so impressed. That was a, a first step uh, to me uh, for me to, to migrate to what I'm using now. So I migrated my blog, my site to Ghost. Uh, ghost.org uh, is the service. I'm actually not using the service though. I am self-hosting this because Ghost is open source software. You can run your own on your own server. Um, I would actually, I was actually going to use ghost.org and just pay them and, and let them handle all of it. But um, there are some issues in terms of how emailing works with them. And I was going to have to disable some security stuff on my email uh, DNS settings. And I was not happy about that. So I decided to roll, run my own, but I am really impressed. They just rolled out a new version 4.0. I am really impressed. They've basically built what you see in Substack and a lot of these other places inside of your own CMS system. So wow. you can create a, a post. You can have sections of the post that are only going to show up when you email that post out to all your members. You can have sections that are only available for a free, and then you have sections that are uh, available for paid. You can have members that are free members, so they'll see the blog post incomplete if they're available for free but registered. Right. Right. But people that are not registered will see like, hey, why don't you register? So you'll be able to actually know who's on your, your site reading your articles. It's really, really well done. I'm very impressed with it. You can write articles in Markdown and HTML. You can drag and drop content and it will automatically embed it the right way. Uh, it's really impressive uh, what they've done with this. So wow. uh, I'm actually running Ghost on DigitalOcean. There's a, a, a bonus tech rec for you there. It was super easy to get that running. They've got, um, uh, I mean, if you're if you're technical, if you're not technical, I would not do this at right, all because right, you had right, to right. Get, get into command line and do a bunch yeah. of stuff. But it was it was fairly straightforward. So uh, I'm hoping to start writing some articles. I'm going to start writing some articles about startup stuff. I'm also going to probably launch a paid version so that, uh, you know, if you want to know about how I deal with investing and finances and things like that, that's probably going to be on the paid section uh, of the site. So nice. if that's interesting, pay. If not, don't pay and read the free free articles. That's awesome. I love that. What about you, Adam? What do you got for us this so week? So I'm going to recommend, uh, and, and by the way, I don't know how we have gone 180 episodes and not recommended this tool because it's been around for a long time and I've used it for years and years and years. I'm going to recommend doodle.com. So doodle.com is a tool that you can use to figure out when everybody's free because, you know, we've all been on those email threads and it's like, okay, so I've got these three dates and we've got to get these four people or eight people or whatever, you know, <laughs> to, to sync their calendars. And it just is a nightmare. So with doodle, you can basically create a survey and it says, Hey, there, here's the dates. Here's all the times for each of those dates. Just check the times you're available. And then you see who's available in which, which time has everybody's availability. And then you go with that one. It'll even integrate with your Google calendar to make it easier for you to set up. I mean, it's a really, really solid tool and does really, really good work. So, um, I, I like them. I like the product and, uh, they've got a great free version and I use it pretty often. So yeah, doodle.com. Yeah, I, I, I see though, those links all the time too. I, I get them for requests of whatnot. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's nice. All right, Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you? 
They can find me on my newly minted website that's running with ghost software at uh, www.sanjaypark.com or they can always find me on Twitter at, at Sanjay. That's S-A-N-J-A-Y. What about you, Adam? They can find me on Twitter at Together Letters because we have not talked about Together Letters this whole podcast. How did we go the whole podcast and not mention it? I don't know. And it was a mistake. And I we should, I should, I'm going to go back and like dub a, a commercial in the beginning, I think. But, um, but no, uh, just <laughs> listen, find me on Twitter at Together Letters because we want to, we want to get some interactivity going. Yeah. There. So let's talk it out there. You know, if you have any, any ideas or I don't know, something, just talk to me on Together Letters. That'd be great. So you got problems on Twitter. Find me there. If you have problems, concerns. Yeah, yeah it'll be like ask Ruth. What? No. Wait, what's Wonderings. That what, what was that? What was that? That no, advice the, column. Ask, ask Abby. <laughs> Wasn't it Ask Abby? I have no idea. I, something like that. Do, do, do.